Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. you date me a podcast where me nicole Byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could uh take away all of my crocs and not let me wear them ever again <laughs> i would still date you Dwayne, i love crocs okay my guest today is a writer for brooklyn 99 was a writer on the break with michelle wolf um uh, 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 oh they've been on chicago fire what a treat it's a 2014 credit okay it's Dwayne. Per- what an awful intro. Uh, <laughs> like, Chicago Fire, when I played that shitty teacher. Um, I love 2014, a great year uh, for It was a great year. Chicago. Chicago Fire, what a treat. Was Chicago Fire fun? Uh, no. Because <laughs> it was just like, I was like an extra that was like bumped up to say like move or something. It was like the uh, very you gotta love it. beginnings of being like, this is what this is. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dwayne, you're from Chicago. Are you born and raised in Chicago? Yes, born and raised in Chi-Town, baby. What part? Uh, I grew up in Marquette Park, which is like next door to Englewood on the south side. My sister lives on the south side and my grandparents live on the south side. My grandparents live at like Stony Island and like uh, 103rd. Ooh, that's far. My daddy live over there with his oh, wife. Yeah. yeah, I don't never go visit. <laughs> <laughs> when did you move? Did you move to New York at any point? Or did you just go from uh, uh, Chicago to L.A.? I went from Chicago to New York to L.A. I moved to New York in 2017. Then I moved here 
No, yes. And then I moved here in 2018. I was not uh, in New York for a very long time. I just hated it. I didn't like it as a city. You didn't like what is New York as a yeah, city? New York. It was hard. And I mm-hmm. uh, am lazy and want life <laughs> to be convenient. <laughs> and I was like, y'all asking yep. too much of me. Uh, L.A. seemed like the vibe. So when quarantine happened, I was like, girl, I don't see nobody anyway. So <laughs> it is what it is. That's so funny. Like, I fully understand not liking New York because I think that one of the reasons I did like New York is because it's hard. And then, like, when you live another day, you're like, I did it. It was very hard. I walked up 20 flights of stairs because the elevator was broken. A homeless man spit on me. But you know what? He had the moisture in his mouth, so he's thriving, too. Like, I loved New York. That is literally the vibe that I hated. It was just a bunch of people being, (laughs) like, trying to convince me that, like, hustling was how you create character. And I was like, love my Uh personality. I don't need more of this. Please (laughs) Uh, get me out of here. Get me out. (laughs) That is, I love it. That's so funny. It is so funny to be like, I already have character. I don't need it. I'm fine. Like literally, I grew up in a city that was like better structured than this because we have alleys. So I'm like, this is just a downgrade, baby. Like I can see if I came from like the middle of nowhere and came mm-hmm. and been like, wow, this is a city. But I grew up in a city. So I just moved to a dirtier city and was like, no, <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. New York is fully filthy. We had mice that lived in my apartment because one of my roommates was a hoarder and we didn't know she was a hoarder. We thought she was being cute when she like opened the door halfway to like scoot out. (laughs) But then one day we saw that there was just trash up to her waist. (laughs) She literally couldn't open the door. And then when she moved out, the mice were like, wait, there's more to explore. Oh no. It was rough. Yeah, that sucks. That's that's just like shocking <laughs> to be like, girl, look at her being coy. They'd be like, oh no, uh-huh. oh no, you you have a problem. Yeah, you're fucking filthy. <laughs> but New York did have like really great people who I constantly try to convince to move here to LA. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I spent after I moved here, I spent a very long time telling New Yorkers it's not bad, it's nice, it is sunny. Um, you'll like it. You have room. And they're like, no, no, no. But then when they moved, they were like, I like it here. It's yeah, nice. like, see, see, there's a vibe. You just got to avoid crazy people as you have to do everywhere. Yes. But you're in a car. So it's like rather easy. But I got to say the homeless situation here is getting out of control. And my whole like yesterday I was driving and I was like, it makes me sad to see unhoused people. Like, doesn't it make rich people unhappy? And why would you want to be unhappy for even a second? Like, give them money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Literally, I'm like, wouldn't that make you feel better? I feel like it would make everybody feel better. Yeah, it will like, make oh, everybody feel better if you just, like, help them. It's so wild that we don't help people. Especially right now when it's, like, 135 degrees outside. I'm just like, it's this so is crazy. Bad. Just, like, look around. Just, like. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, terrible. I was, like, keeping water in my car to give out to people, and I ran out the other day. So, and then someone told me it was bad that I had, like, plastic bottles. And I was like, you know, I'm just trying to help. Literally did the exact same thing, and then was like, I don't have a recycling bin. Like, this is, how is it? Like, how have we as humans created a world where it's so hard to be good? I'm just like, why are y'all making it so hard? (laughs) They're making it so hard. And I was driving around yesterday, and I was like, oh, my God, is... 
America like a third world country and we just like don't realize it because I was driving and I was like this is like not different than like Mexico and people are like Mexico is scary I'm like Mexico first off there's like beautiful parts of it but I was like yeah LA feels a lot like Mexico and maybe we're not doing as well as we think we are that sentence doesn't sound okay but do you understand what I'm saying I do I do think that there is this idea that America has been really good at just like branding themselves. And then we're now like, oh no, this is not, this is not true. This is false advertisement. Also, we are so close to Mexico. We are Mexico. (laughs) We uh, are. I was like, cause there's like, I've been to truly like one part of Mexico and it was really beautiful, but like some of the driving, it was like dusty and like, like there was like a haze in the sky. And I was like, oh yeah, we have fires here. So like, the sky is hazy. There's like dust everywhere. There's unhoused people everywhere. I passed a nail salon where they were doing their toenails like outside on the street. And I was like, I don't know what's like, this is, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. Like, why didn't we have a government who like prevented this? And then I was like driving around. I was like, this is depressing. <laughs> like, why aren't we giving people money? I did. I was driving down, I think in Burbank and there was a bunch of women outside in these bubbles getting their like toes done. And I was mm-hmm. like, is is this who we are? <laughs> right? What what have we come to? I was like, to? we could have had a really nice fall of people that just handled shit, but nobody handled nothing. So now here we are, getting our toes done outside. And I do think it's breaking people. I did a show for Juno, Alaska a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. for like their Pride Fest, and there was a Q&A, and one of the people asked me... Um, what would what's one thing you would change about white people? And I was like, well, that's a that's a question first of all <laughs> like okay mm. and then i really thought about it and then I, I was like oh i just think like i would love for white people to just like understand that this country also failed them as well <laughs> like we are in this mm-hmm. like t- do you not see like it's not like it's like from the top down everybody's yes. fucked <laughs> so like it's just get so on board we've been like you got scammed too sis <laughs> yes whenever i think about like uh, white people who grew up impoverished who are like, oh, the 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 privilege I, you know, uh, benefited from was like, you know, I had to work hard, I digged whole blah, blah, and I'm like, yeah, but like, you could, you didn't have to do none of that. <laughs> you just weren't using the system. That's on you, my like friend, girl, you fucking like, idiot. <laughs> you gotta figure it out too. Like, what do you think we all been doing? Like, like this year in particular has been a lot of just me being shocked at how shocked people are being like you didn't know this I'm like yes. where you been <laughs> what you yes. think he was yelling about who you are your we friends who are you talking to like you like do you not think black people want to be like out here just like happy and thriving you think we just be mad for nothing <laughs> 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 like girl i love being happy <laughs> i love giggling i love tea yeah black people love it it's like let us have it shit yeah, the world feels so fucking insane. Sometimes I feel like it's bad. I Were you dating someone before? How long have you had your uh, boyfriend? Uh, we've been dating for three years. Oh, that's so nice. How did you find him? We dated before. So, like, we've had, like, a, a weird history. Because, like, we, like, dated. Then we broke up when I moved to New York. So we dated when I was in Chicago. And then I mm-hmm. moved. Then we got back together when I moved to L.A. So it's been two years. Um... I met him during doing musical theater. Um, I was dancing. He was doing music. And then we were like, let's hang out. And then we hung out, um, dated. Then we broke up because I was like, I got to move. I got to follow my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go. Chicago is not it for me. 
and then he had like a job and he was like, well, I can't move. And I was like, okay, this has been cute. Um, and then I moved <laughs> and then, uh, we went on a trip together to Hawaii, like the summer of 2018. And we were like, oh, this is cute. Also, I hate other people. Do you want to get back together? And we were like, that's fine. So that's, and now we're great. Cause we are like, we know who we are. We know what we want. Uh, and, and it's been good so far. See, I want that. I want to meet someone that, like, I like. I have met so many people I tolerate. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm just like, you know, I can get over all the bad shit about you. I just, like, want to be in a relationship. That's what I want. I just want someone to, like, be like, I like you. And I then I'm like, I like you. It's hard. It is. I mean, even, like, even though I like my boyfriend and he likes me, it's still, like, so hard. And we have to, like, constantly just be like, do you want to keep doing this? And then we're like, yeah, <laughs> but we just got to check in because we're like, you know, life is changing daily. Yeah. And we like and at any moment, I could truly just not want to be around anybody, including him. Mm-hmm. And so we just be like, where you at right now mentally? Do you want? <laughs> uh, do Honestly, you want? do you do like audible check ins like that? That I think is like so fucking healthy. I think that's really wonderful. When we got back together, just because like, I feel like when when you're with someone and then you break up, mentally, I was like, I know your flaws, you know mine. So when we got back together, it was like, we're not going to play these games. We mm-hmm. know what this is. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what I will and will not put up with because I don't have to be with you. And we've seen that. So like, let's not uh-huh. pretend <laughs> that like, and so we're just always like, girl, what is it? And then if we don't like something about each other, I feel like we've created a sense of communication that allows us to like just say it. Uh, one of the like there was a moment where I was like, maybe you are like good to be with because I was like, hey, I got to talk to you about something and I don't want you to get mad. But I think you're kind of dumb. <laughs> wait, wait. You said I need to talk to you about something. You might get mad. I think you're dumb. Uh huh. Uh, just like on like a truly like I was like you just there's like our conversations sometimes where they go I'm like I don't think he knows things and then my boyfriend was like oh that's crazy because like sometimes when I'm talking to you there's like we hit a wall and then I just like can't think no more and then I was like okay so we're on to something and he wasn't like how dare you call me dumb he was like let's explore what this means and then he was like I can see what you mean <laughs> truly so wild so wait you came to the conclusion that your boyfriend is dumb was there anything that was done to rectify it or you both are just like well one of us is dumb he's he like was like oh i should like read more books and watch documentaries and so he'd just be like doing more to expand his like mind because i was like (gasps) i need to have more philosophical conversations with you and if you can't keep up that's not gonna work and then he told me like hey there's times where like you mean and then i'm like i get that so then I work on myself too. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh my God, what a treat. You're just like, all right, I think you're dumb. He's like, okay, well, I could watch documentaries and I'll read some books. Uh, but also, can you be nice? And you're like, all right, yeah, let me smile a little bit more. Let me uh, let me look at baby pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, let me figure out how much weed I should be able to smoke to like give you what you need. <laughs> uh, stabilize my mood. I get it. I'm like, life is hard. I am a black man, black queer man in yeah. America. And then he's like, and I get that. So that's why I'm not like, like. Is he uh, lighter? Is he a white man? No, he is Filipino. 
Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. But like he was raised by white people, so he basically was. Oh, sure. And that was also a conversation of like, especially this summer of me being like, hey, I didn't feel like you was white, but this summer you feeling white. And then he was like, let me, <laughs> let me go read some more books. <laughs> I mean, I will say somebody listening to this because people have lots of opinions and lately they really love telling them. I is wild. Like all the comments I get are just like, "This is what I think about this." Uh, but anyway, people might take that the wrong way and be like, "Oh, he he's bullying his boyfriend." And I'm like, I don't think that's bullying. To be like, I think you need to educate yourself just a little bit more, just in general, so we can have things to talk about. But then also about my experience. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, because like bullying would would be like you don't do this, I'm going to leave you. But we're just literally mm-hmm. talking about ways we can better ourselves. And mm-hmm. in regard to him, of us making the choice to be a couple, there are certain things that like we have to do to like grow. And that's something that I'm like, for us to exist, for for this to keep going, one of the things that I need you to do is be versed in my identity and in ways that are just like deeper because I want to have deeper conversations with you. And so mm-hmm. we have like funny moments where I'll just like walk in and be like, oh, you're watching the 13th? Again, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you do that because I'm not doing that. I, I don't need to do that. I know about that shit. So just like stuff like that. And then it, it it works both ways. Like if I'm ignorant on something, it's very easy to be like, yeah, you don't know. Like you shouldn't say that or like go read this. I think w- both of our personalities stem from just like empathy and being like, oh, what'd you say? And it's just very simple to be like, oh, you feel a certain way. All right, let's address it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fucking healthy it could like a useful thing just for like the world because i feel like i mean when people talk politics they argue a lot i've learned very much to be like oh you feel that way well i don't and i'm not gonna argue with you you can you know take these tools and like learn something or like don't we don't have to ever talk again you're not in my life i don't give a shit this is fucking twitter and then in my personal life i've taken the road where i'm like i'll tell you something so like my roommate had posted like the black box thing do you remember that it was like blackout tuesday whatever and i was like black squares (laughs) yes and i was like this feels disingenuous and like you didn't share any information and it seemed very like look what i did i think you should take it down he was like i don't want to and we had like a discussion about it and i finally left it with if a black person tells you something about blackness and you did something for blackness and we tell you it's bad i think you should listen and then he was like okay and then he like left it up for a little bit and then he took it down and then we like talked about it after we had like diffused the situation but like i just think it's so healthy to just talk through shit with people and not just scream at them or whatever. I like that you tell your boyfriend that these are the things I need. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I do not. I, I tried to, um, but it's hard to like watch real people sometimes because I'd be like, oh, this is cringy. Like I don't like I feel weird watching it. Yeah, it's very voyeuristic and like awful and anti-immigration propaganda. But there's this woman, Darcy, who my greatest fear was her going to therapy because I didn't want her to stop acting poorly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please. I really love her. (laughs) Don't change, please. I was like, please don't change uh, for the better. Uh, Please don't educate her. Help yourself. Please don't Uh, stay the crazy crying woman you are. But she went to therapy and her therapist was like, Darcy, have you ever told a man what you wanted? And she was like, 
no <laughs> i was like that's crazy yeah i'm like that's... what like what are you living for girl ain't that the whole point of yes. living like i don't like i just feel this way in general and sometimes i'm in spaces where there is a lot of resistance but in my mind and i think it's probably because i've done too too many psychedelics but like <laughs> if i walk into a space in my mind on a like purely metaphysical level I am a new energy. Therefore, the space has to adjust to accommodate this new energy. So I'm not like, so I'm just like, what are we doing? So it doesn't matter mm-hmm. like, like work. Like, I'm just like, we're all humans entering this space. And so I'm just like, I come with the place of being like, we're all equal, care about people. And it's just, mm-hmm. people just don't. And that's why I think me and my boyfriend work because when we got back together, our main thing was being like, hey, we could die at any moment. So let's not play games. I think about death constantly. And I think I've gotten to a place where I've made it into a positive of being like, oh, yeah, we should just like make choices that like would mm-hmm. give us the life that we want. And just being like, what do you want? And being like, oh, I have an answer has done wonders for my life. Just being like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And Darcy should definitely have. Um, that's crazy to like have a, to, to live a life and be like, you've never <laughs> told a man what yeah, you want. Like- Because I constantly am telling people what I expect from them. Sometimes it's in a nice way. Sometimes it's like a little terse. But I'm always trying to be like, well, this is what I need. Well, you know, you have what you have. Here's what I need from you. Here's what I expect from you. I do it more in work. And in relationships, I do do it. But it usually comes like me being like, "Mm, I need you to text me more. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but also I have never had a relationship work. So I'm like, maybe that doesn't work. I think I have to find a happy medium where it's like, I'm never going to tell a man how I actually feel. Like, I'm never going to be like, I really like you. I'll never say that again. I'll die before I say that to a man, but I will be like, I expect you to text me back. Yes. Okay. See, I think my, like, I get why you say that because like, as I think about like men, it, I feel very privileged in a sense because I feel like being gay has allowed me to be like, hey, we don't know what this is. We have to like start from scratch because like there's not mm-hmm. a bunch of society to be like, this is what this is. But like when I was pretending to be straight for all those years, um, just the idea of like heterosexuality and just like the way that society has just like played a part in like the roles in which male and female play in these dynamics i think blows like all of my friends are like women and just talking to them about men i'm like i don't understand how this is supposed to work like on paper (laughs) this is trash like i'm so sorry that this is what this is because all like truly most i think maybe like 95 percent of my friends that are women are single just because in this time they're like i can't deal with voluntarily bringing a man into my life to be mistreated i just get like i can't even take that risk i'm like i'm not doing it and i'm just like damn i get fuck (laughs) yeah i'm like the horniest i have ever been in my whole life (laughs) but this company called tracy's dog sent me some new joys and oh boy are they fun but uh (laughs) they didn't ask me to mention it but i figured i should they sent me free toys but like I'm like, I'm not going to die from mediocre dick. I'm fat and I smoke. COVID wants me. It like really wants me. It is waiting. She's like, "Mm -hmm." it wants me. Miss Ron is like, I want to kill this big bitch. (laughs) But like, it's like, so I have that working against me. And then it's like, imagine as like most men won't wear masks. So like asking a man to be like, will you get tested? It's like, oh, I already got tested. Well, how long ago? About a month ago, and I've been to Puerto Rico, and I've been on 100 planes, and I fucking lick my toilet seat and live on a mattress on the floor. It's like, I can't. 
I don't, I can't, like, I don't know you to trust you, and I don't trust you because you're a man. Like, I once had a dude say to me, he's like, sometimes I get dingleberries. And I was like, I'm about to fuck you. Well, why would you say that out loud? Like, what? Like, uh, you shouldn't even, like, if, if if that's ever something you said out loud, like, you should, you have to rethink, like, who you are as a person. <laughs> and then to think, like, this is the thing to tell this woman right before uh-huh. I penetrate her (laughs) to be fair after he said it he goes i don't know why i told you that and i was like i don't know why you told me that either i mean i don't know why he had that thought after and not before like you he should unpack like how his brain works because that's not the normal way (laughs) it truly isn't but that's men men are a wild nightmare ride uh and i wish i like i don't okay so like my sexuality, who fucking knows what it is? I just know that I'm not going to limit myself to, like, one thing. I'm not going to just be like, I only date men. I refuse to do that. But, like, I wish I wasn't attracted to men because they're awful. Yes. And that is the uh, uh, the burden of the woman. Uh, it, and this is why, like, when, when I'm on Twitter and I see a bunch of men always like, women be like, and it's like, just go talk to them. Like, go talk to them. I've talked to them. Uh-huh. They don't, they don't, like, just like... If you just like took a second and just like, hey, so wait, what is it that you want? <laughs> what is it that you think? I'm like, I think it's all pretty clear if you just like chill and like don't be like creepy and rapey. Like just like mm-hmm. literally just be like, hey, girl, as a human, what would make you happy? And it's all the mm-hmm. answers are like very simple. Like, I don't know. Respect me as a person. Period. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Just a, a little bit of respect. I just don't understand when men are like, I'm not looking to get into a relationship and I'm like, okay, that's all nice, fine and cool. Then why the fuck are you on a dating app? Why are you, why are we out on a date? If you don't intend to get on a relationship, why are we even talking? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not looking to get into a relationship, it should be illegal for you to go to dinner with somebody or go for drinks with somebody. You only get to fuck them if you don't want to be in a relationship and you should be allowed to speak. Like, I feel like it, and it would be so much easier because, like, as I said, most of my friends are women and they are the horniest people I've ever met. It's not like women <laughs> ain't out here just specifically looking for dick. Like, that is on the table. Yes. It's like, so if you just outright just be like, yeah, we trying to fuck. Girls are not, like, they're not, in, like, they're not insane. They're, they're like, yeah, I want to yes. come as well. And then I'll go do yeah. something else. Like, I don't need to be with you. So this idea of, like, I yes. have to trick this girl with the date because, like, the relationship is really yeah. what they want. I'm like, or they just want good dick. Like, that is yes. a thing. And I think the date is more confusing because I'm getting to know you and then I start liking you as a person and then we fuck and then it's like, oh, well, I'm fucking this person that I really like because we had this great conversation as opposed to knock, knock, stick your dick in me. And I say bye bye. And I'm like, I don't know him. I just I don't know him at all. I can hold no feelings to this dick. It was just a good or a bad dick because a lot of men have bad dicks and a lot of them think they're very good, but they're not. I'm angry and horny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and like. It would benefit men to just be transparent because, like, a date is just a way to talk yourself out of some pussy. Like, some people, like, why, like, do you think your personality is that great? Like, you should be self-aware <laughs> to, to be like, okay, I know my flaws. And if the goal <laughs> is sex, let me just, like, not do this day where I have to pretend to be interesting for hours. Like, literally, yes. just, like, you have an out if they give it to you. Just, like, shut yes. the fuck up and take it, you dumbass. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. It's insane. 
It's really dumb. Maybe I'll like when dates come back. If they're fucking boring, I'll be like, can we just like, fuck? I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Like, we don't got to do this. Like, girl, take your pants off. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Because I uh, worked on something recently and one of the PAs um, was one of the most annoying people I'd ever met in my life. And every time we went back into the air conditioning, he would go, ah, air conditioning. And I was like, you can't possibly do that every single time <laughs> and then he proceeded to do it every single time and i was like we got to get back inside we have to stop working the people are bad out here i don't <laughs> want this i don't want to be near this person this is awful and then oh my god he was just like so annoying we like got into like not a fight but <laughs> so i like was sweating very hard and I handed him my bra to, because my wire is like hooked to my bra to make it like easier in the mornings uh, so like a sound guy isn't just like in my shit uh, and then he goes must have been hot on set and I was like alright you didn't have to like hold my fucking bra and say it must have been hot on set it was fucking hot on set I was sweating also I don't fucking feel good so I just said to him I was like cool thank you and then he was like I didn't mean it like that and then he went around talking about me to other people and I was like what is fucking happening he was literally the worst person I've ever met in my life and I truly was like we need to quarantine from people I don't want to be near these people it's bad people are bad it, like it's it's the worst has ever been for me and I'm like a very I'm already pretty like introspective just like I'm like by myself but like being around people especially like since quarantine where I'm I've been I've become so comfortable within myself and just being like Mm -hmm. I love being by myself and now that like I'm being forced around to be around people again I'm just like perpetually in a state of you got me fucked up but not in like an aggressive way of just being like hey you gotta stop talking to me. Like, if we never talk again, that will be fine. There are so many people in the world. Stop existing. Like, it. Like, I've never been so okay with like the complete erasure of people. I'm just like, literally, mm-hmm. you could die, and I would feel nothing. And I've never felt that into 2020. Like, I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I just do not care about people who do not care mm-hmm. about people like if you like if you don't have a basic sense of empathy i don't think you should be alive <laughs> i agree with you like some of the arguments i got into with people while we were working were like kind of ridiculous and i had to say at one point i was like i'm the one not in a mask on camera Everyone asking me to do things is wearing a mask and not on camera. So, like, I think you just have to remember that, like, your show is not just a show. There's people. There's people involved who go home to other people. So, like, can we just chill the fuck out? It was it was interesting. I had to have this conversation with um, someone very recently who was basically asking me to, like, accept abuse at a workplace because they were like your voice is needed and i was like did you forget that my voice is attached to a person like you Mm -hmm. keep selling me that like my voice my voice i'm like but what about my heart my soul my mind like (laughs) uh do you not understand that like i am more than just a person that's giving you a service and i feel like this Mm -hmm. extends into every job like when people are rude to like service i'm like you are dead to me like it doesn't take much but if if you mistreat a person in front of me i'm like how like why what is inside Mm -hmm. of you making you want to do that it makes me just like question humanity i'm just like i don't know like why yeah (laughs) it's so easy to be nice it's really insane how 
selfish you know you notice people are like i went to a restaurant the other day uh because i was like i don't know it's september (laughs) and maybe it's okay to go i don't know but the waitress came to us in a face shield and a mask and you're supposed to wear a mask when you go to the table and then you're allowed to just have it off and i was like so what happens when the server comes to me and I mean, I literally had just had a COVID test, but who knows? It could have been, you know, nesting in my body because it takes a minute. Uh, like, And I'm just talking to her freely without a mask. I'm like, the, what the, f- like, why don't restaurants protect the people who work there? Why don't I have to wear a mask when I speak to the server? Why do we not care about the server? Why is your bottom line the money? It's so insane the way things are arbitrary and how you care about some people, but not all people. But then, like, you know, it's, it's, I feel insane almost every fucking day. Me too. Yeah. Uh, 2020 has really like expanded my mind in ways that I'm like, uh, sometimes I wish I was ignorant. I feel like it seems like <laughs> dumb, ignorant people are having the best fucking time. And I'm just like, yes. God damn. Yes. Dumb, ignorant people <laughs> who like don't believe in science had a full blown summer. Like they had a great time this year. Did you uh, where I forget where it was. but It was like a festival with like a bunch of like motorcycles. And, and it was like yep. so many people. And then there was like, yeah, it was a super spreader event. But also, wasn't it fun? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, there was that motorcycle event. There was a Smash Mouth concert that people risked their lives for. I was just like, the shit y'all are risking. There was like, my friend Meatball posted a picture of people eating outside on the sidewalk for IHOP. I'm like, what is happening? You can't wait to get IHOP? You need IHOP right now? Like, girl, just it's- make some eggs at your house house yes <laughs> it is it's fine. A, and then like i think at the galleria they're like doing dining like in the garage i'm like this isn't better than home this isn't better than getting to go and sitting in the park and like being in nature like what the fuck are we all doing it feels insane and then did you see that trump boat rally where like a bunch of boats sank? <laughs> i was like i mean if this isn't an analogy or like foreboding i don't know what it, like we're not all on the same page of the book like this is a wild i didn't know that we would like being a person who like is aware of like history in this country i was like yes there are things in this country that needs to be addressed i did not know that this would happen in this way in my lifetime right now and and i'm just Mm -hmm. like oh oh this is like stark i i assume that this would be like like the underbelly is showing itself so blatantly in a way that Mm -hmm. i was like i thought white people were afraid to be this racist i really thought that it was like we're not gonna talk about it but now it's just like they just like it is what it is baby (laughs) (laughs) whoa i didn't know like y'all really (laughs) out here just hating black people (laughs) that's truly what it feels like they're like um uh whatever (laughs) you're like what what are you shocked what we don't like (laughs) (laughs) y'all we get the fuck up out of here we said it we don't like you we want to make america great again that means like back to the 1950s when we all moved to the suburbs and left your asses in the city to die that's what we want again y'all came to our suburbs and we don't like it it's just like this history being like i don't know why they won't die and it's just they're just like so mad and like (laughs) didn't we do enough how are y'all still protesting how y'all still fighting and i'm like girl honestly i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we have kids and then new people are just like because i'm like i'm so tired and i am in my 20s and i'm like i don't know how people exist at like 
50. Like, how do a black person make it to old age? I'm like, how? What are you feeling? What is happening in your head and your heart? <laughs> well, I was like thinking the other day, I was like, is that why we get diabetes and like hypertension and high blood pressure so easily? Because we're just tired and our bodies are just susceptible. <laughs> They're just trying to find a way out. Our body's like, no, we can't. Like, I didn't realize until I started like to have like therapy, just like what anxiety was. Like, I knew like the uh-huh. concept. But I was like, that's not similar to like, I don't know, like tax breaks. I'm like, that's something for white people. Like, I just don't know what like anxiety <laughs> was. And then like when I figured out like when I was diagnosed with like, oh, you have panic attacks. I was like, this is what this has. So my whole life, nobody like this is just what I just had to live mm-hmm. with. I'm like, people deal with this. This is not just like a burden that you're born with. I'm like, oh, there's things that oh white people oh, I'm like with access and resources, there are mm-hmm. things to fight this that you just would not know about if you like live under a certain like financial means. But which then is also wild. black people will be like, panic attacks, just lay down for a second. And you're like, wait, <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> like I told my uncle I had ADD and he was like, I don't think you need to be on medication. That's not it. And I was like, oh, but the medication has made my life infinitely better and I can get things done. And he was like, yeah, but I don't think you need it. And I was like, cool. All right. You let me know what you think I need. <laughs> I would say uh, I talked I had a conversation with some of some of my family recently. And as a person, I'm very much like in the mood of like, if you give me a red flag, I would just cut you off. There's billions of people in the world. I don't need to be a bunch of people. But I've had to like extend grace to my family in ways I don't extend grace to people. Just being like, mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't cut all my family off. But also, ugh, like why you got these thoughts? Like, I don't know how my <laughs> thoughts are so progressive and yours are like boo-boo. Like, uh-huh. uh, and it's just like things a bit like... I was trying to talk to them about like the perception of drugs and like weed. And they were like, all drugs are bad. It's bad. The government dare. And then I was like, do you know that like all these programs just like, do you know that the government creates things for like a reason? Like people are Mm -hmm. like black and brown people are like villainized in during that program. Like there's like, science based on these like things and then they're like no white supremacy black people use it as an excuse to like make and like i was like oh no like i don't even know like what to tell (laughs) y'all and i was and then i just like kind of stopped talking and then my sister texted me like are you ignoring me and i was like yes yes (laughs) yes i am I'm lucky. My sister and I are like on the same page with like white supremacy not being an excuse. Um, And that like we both understand that like, you know, dare and like making marijuana illegal was truly an attack on black and brown people, which like goes back to like the Harlem Renaissance and shit when they were like, we're going to like black and brown people are the ones who were smoking it. They came up with jazz. And then white people took jazz, made it less fun, and then put <laughs> black and brown people in jail. Well, like imagine. That's and then I just discovered, I think I might have said it on the podcast before, I don't know, but country has a lot of black roots, and black country is so good. I can't remember this man. Oh, shit. I can't remember what I watched this week. But like I watched this black man who was singing country, and I was like, oh, it's, um, oh, Uncle Cracker has a song. And it's a cover of a black man song. And the black man song is so much better. What's the most famous Uncle Cracker song? Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get that one. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I also yes, saw that. Yes, that's a black man song. It shook me. I was like, 
how dare they? You re- like, I had no idea. Yes, and it's so much better than Uncle Cracker. Also, imagine being like, yeah, please call me Uncle Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so insane. Why is that your name? It's like, sir, sir, read the room. Read the- Truly read the room. It's so <laughs> wild. Wait, Dwayne, we have to take a break. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, fast, free shipping and returns, and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things. And Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to newly.com, N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. We are back, 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 back again. Um, Help me... To understand when men are actually flirting with me and not just being nice to me, because I have a problem where I think a man is utterly in love with me, but he's just being nice to me. See, I feel the same way, and I don't think there's a problem with that. I think that is good <laughs> for um, for self-esteem. Uh, I just think it's not good for like the action moving forward. You can't like act on it, but it's good to like feel mm-hmm. like, I think everybody is in love with me. But then you just have to... Um, I okay because the way my brain works, I am broken if things are not just like transparent. So I, I would say just ask, like, are you flirting mm. with me? And then if he say yes, then if he says yes, then you know, like, oh, he really wants it because he's like, mm-hmm. yes, I am. Then if he says no, then he a little bitch. So you don't need to be with him anyway. <laughs> You're right. Oh boy, though, but just asking someone flat out, are you flirting with me? Truly sounds. Like a like dangerous and scary. <laughs> uh huh. But but also it's like powerful. So like if it works out, it work. It shows you in a way of being like, oh, she knows what she wants. She's powerful. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work out, and they be like, no, then it's like, okay. So you just have to be ready. And I think like your personality type, you can recover from anything. So if they say no, you can be like, mm-hmm. yeah, because that was a joke. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Ha ha ha. I'm funny. But if they say yes, it's like okay. Then let's. Let's take this somewhere. If you're trying to do it, then let's do it. But if you're not, then like you want to talk about something else? Like Darcy from mm. 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> There's always an out. Did you watch Black is King? Uh, I started to, but I will admit I got too high and fell asleep. Fair. Fair. It's good. I think you should you should go back and watch it. Do you smoke weed every day? 
Uh, mm, yes, I, I also, okay, so I've been, um, uh, what's the word? Unpacking and, um, nav- not, not navigating, just been like thinking about my relationship with weed and, um, and 2020 has been the year where I've came to the conclusion like, oh, I get why people say weed is a gateway drug. Cause if you do too much, it does stop working. It just like oh. doesn't work anymore. Um, and so I've been having to like take breaks of being like, oh, I'm smoking too much. Or like, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about like when I smoke and figuring out like, oh, you smoke the most right when you're on social media. So like, I've been off social media for like the last five days and I've smoked mm. significantly less or being like, oh, when you're like working at this job or that job. So I've just been like trying to figure out the things that make me want to smoke weed and ah. working on those and that has been making my weed intake smaller because, again, I'm all about, like, I'm finding the the source and not the, like, symptoms. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. I smoke weed a lot and then also a little. I take long breaks. Like, I take month-long breaks where, like, maybe I only eat a couple edibles a week and then don't smoke anything. But yesterday I was like, I'm going to smoke and go about my life because I never do that. I usually just stay home. But I was like, in <laughs> I like went to go drop off something at a friend's house. And then we were like joking around, but it wasn't as fun because I was like, I'm, I don't feel as funny. I just feel very chill. <clears throat> and then I went to Home Depot and then I got in, I'm not into a fight. The lady was she just got really mad at me <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, hi, excuse me, how do I buy paint? And she was like, how do you buy paint? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And she was like, you pick the color and we give it to you. We mix it for you, give it to you. And I went, oh, okay, well, I want blue. And she was like, well, which blue? And I was like, the blue that's in my kitchen nook. But like, I'm not really sure what color that is. And then we like looked at colors and I was like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. And she was like, it seems to me that you don't know what color blue you want. She, and then she sent me away. She was so mad. She's like, get the fuck away from so me. Then, get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> get the fuck up away from me. And then I like got home. I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't smoke weed and try to get things done because it's pointless. And I still have to go back to Home Depot to get the, the fucking paint or Lowe's. I go to Lowe's. Home Depot's bad. Um, but I did go to Home Depot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is so funny. Like, because there are moments like that. Where 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 you're like ah shit I'm being a nuisance but also like I don't know what else to do because I don't have the information that I need. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> but also help me. I was trying so hard to be nice to this woman and she wanted nothing to do with me. If anything, she wanted me to like pass away in front of her so she could go. Well, she's dead, so I don't have to help her. <laughs> oh, now you're not concerned about what color blue you need because you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it was smart that I got the paint samples. Because then I like held them in my house and was like, okay, this one. And I think I'm the opposite where I think I, I have become so used to working my life high that when I'm not mm-hmm. high, it feels weird. Cause I'm like, ah, like my, I feel like my personality has been shifted by weed. I've been like, oh, I mm. understand. Like, just like while I'm high, I'll go through something that I'll react to it differently than I would if I wasn't high. And then that reaction then becomes like, oh, I actually like my emotional response this way versus when I'm not high. So then I just like Mm. adopt that personality trait and be like, oh, yeah, like when I was high and you said that thing, I wasn't as mad. So I'm just going to like 
remember that feeling. So I feel like my personality has just become more chill because I've been able to ah. like process things better. And so when I'm not high, I'm like, oh, is that going to come back? Like if I go into this meeting with these like important people, like how does that feel when I'm high versus when I'm sober? And also these people ain't never seen me not high. So like, <laughs> what do they know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't like smoking weed during the day because it makes me too chill. And I'm not a chill person and I don't like being chill. And I like being mischievous and I like being weird. And when I'm stoned, I'm like, oh, it's too hard to think of uh, how to be mischievous right now. (laughs) And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I'm too high. Oh, I can't do that bit. That's stupid. As opposed to like, I get more inhibited which I don't know if that happens to some people. Yeah, like, I just won't do things. I'll be like, that's not funny. I think it starts off from, like, where your personality is at, like, its base level. And then, like, Mm -hmm. weed affects you from there. So, like, I, like, seek out being chill. And I feel like your personality is very much, like, the opposite. And I think that's Mm -hmm. why I think you're so, like, fun to, like, watch and be around. Because it's like, look at her. Love that. And I'm just, like, in a (laughs) corner, like... (laughs) <laughs> don't talk to me <laughs> so, like, I get why we af- affects us differently because I'm like yeah my my like normal go to is like please don't how can I be in- invisible I-, I only I love attention but only when I'm asking for it and when mm-hmm. I'm not asking for it I'm like please forget I exist <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was working two like two days before my birthday, and the crew got me cake and sang happy birthday to me. And in that moment, I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, I didn't know this was gonna happen. I don't want this. I didn't ask for this attention. Had I said everyone sing happy birthday to me and give me your cake, I would have loved it if it happened in that second. But if it happened like a day after I said it, I'd been like, "Oh, I don't want this anymore." It is so funny to not want attention. But want attention. Yes, because I think it, it might come down to like control. Being like, mm. I want, like, I want to be able to control like my body. And there's mm-hmm. like certain things like that where where you're forced to like adapt a feeling that you are not ready for, and and you're just like, no, <laughs> like you 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 are you are literally forcing me to give my energy to like so many people I did not anticipate. And I think mm-hmm. at least for me, I. Like scheduling wise, I think of my day and be like, how much energy do I got to give out? Like, what am I doing? Who am I going to talk to? So if suddenly I'm like ambushed by 30 niggas being like, hello, let me sing to you. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I did not <laughs> anticipate this. I did not I, yeah, I, take out enough like, I never energy. think of energy that I'm giving out throughout the day. That's a interesting thing. I just know like I give a lot of energy. And then during the quarantine, I wasn't giving as much energy throughout the day because I would only I'd be doing podcasts or like a voiceover thing. So that's like three hours out of the day where usually I was working 10 hours out of the day. And then when I went back to working, I was like, whoa, oh, boy, I, I'm going to die. This is too much energy. I, lit- I would literally come home and like sit down and go, OK, well, I guess I go to sleep now because I have nothing else in me. And I was like, I don't know how I fucking did this before. Mm-hmm. energy distribution i think about it a lot and i think i because I, I just get tired so much and so i think there's like ways of being like okay i know that like i have to go to work and being in like a writer's room is like a certain amount of energy for that time so i'm always mm-hmm. like 
okay, if I got to be there from 10 to 5, what I got to do to be able to like still be alive by 8 p.m.? So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to have to take this like 30 minute break where y'all not going to see me. I got to cut my camera off because like I can't talk to y'all for eight straight hours. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and one thing that I've been doing in quarantine, which has been great because there's so much time, I've been like really trying to pinpoint in my life just like where energy is like being sapped away. And like mm-hmm. social media was like one of them. Like I would be on Twitter and be like, after being on Twitter for like 30 minutes, be like, why the fuck am I so tired and exhausted? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. right. Because I just like gave all of this to this shit that does not matter. Argue with three strangers who I will never see again. Just like shit mm-hmm. like that. Of being like, eh, I don't got to do any of this. So I've just been like finding ways to be like, I'm going to cut that out. I'm going to cut that mm-hmm. out. I'm going to cut that person out. I'm going to cut this food out. So I've just been like finding just like <laughs> the whole. Wait, what food did you cut out? I've, I've just been eating significantly less carbs um, because oh. they just be uh, making me feel. So I was on um, Accutane a couple of months ago because I got like a really oh, bad bout of like acne. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like physically stop working out. And so I had to like figure out how to get like more comfortable back in my body. So I started doing like yoga and just looking at like which foods like were, were making me feel more tired. Wait, why did you have to stop working out? Because the medicine, like, um, it dries you out. And so I was, like, working out pretty hard. And so my muscles were constricting and not unconstricting. So I was getting, like, muscle oh. spasms. And they were like, yeah, you're not supposed to work out on this medication because of the effect that it has on your body. And I was like, damn. Okay, sorry. So then I just had to stop working out. Are you still on it? No. Um, I stopped, I think, like, a month or two ago. But the skin is glowing. <laughs> I mean, your skin does look really great. And I was like, maybe I get on it for a little bit. I don't know. But also I hear it makes you want to kill yourself. I mean, but I was also like, when I would have those thoughts, I was like, is this Accutane or just like 2020, like being black in America? <laughs> like nothing really changed. Cause I was like, I mean, if I'm like having suicidal thoughts, like it's not, I don't want to kill myself. But like, I, I would say <laughs> during that period, there was a period where I was like talking about suicide more just like as a concept. Cause mm-hmm. I knew the like, that there was like a, a side effect that was talked about. It's not a big side effect, but because people have killed themselves on the medicine, it's just like one that's like mm-hmm. talked about. And so I was just very vocal being like, hey, I don't want to kill myself. But like the idea of suicide, I, I am creating a greater uh, empathy link for it. I get mm-hmm. how people could want to do it because like, did nobody ask for this? <laughs> so, so I get that there could be a point where someone's like, I've done enough of this. Yeah, I... I you said you think about death a lot. I think about death all the time. And I think my friends have just gotten used to it. Like uh if me and my roommate were driving in my old Honda Civic and like somebody cut me off or something, I would always say, These people need to be careful. I am not dying in a Honda Civic because I didn't want to die in a Honda Civic. And I was like, I'm putting it out in the world. I'm not dying in this little <laughs> shitty Honda Civic. And then I've already written my will. And I sometimes will tell my best friend about some, like, give her hints about the things that I've asked her to do. It's like a three-page will. And Shelley Ruse, my lawyer who drafted my estate stuff, she was like, you can't force people to do things. And I was like, yeah, but, like, people don't know that. So I'm going <laughs> to write what I want in my will. <laughs> and I, like, I, I think about suicide a lot because I'm like... I guess the main reason why I wouldn't do it is because it would ruin someone's day. Like, knock, 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 you open the door, she's dead. Okay, I'm trying to take a bath, she's dead. Or, like, 
oh no, I jumped in front of the railroad tracks, everyone's late for work. I jumped off a building, I mean, wow, that's a real big cleanup because like you're gonna splatter, you're big. So like I, I think about things like that all the time. And then whenever I see people be like, check in on your depressed friends, I'm like, no, we should have resources that your depressed friends should go to that's not just a hotline where you wait an hour before you talk to somebody. We should have like walk-in therapy clinics or something. It's so wild that we don't give a shit about people. Yeah, like that's something that, because I, I think about death, like just the idea of like human existence, like what that means and how mm-hmm. on this world that that is not the priority of being like, hey, we're a bunch of like living organisms and we should probably like that should be the focus of like figuring out how we exist in a way that's like good for everybody. And the mm-hmm. fact that it's just like such a low priority like human life is just like so expendable and it's just like how did we get here before all of this other shit it was just like organisms and now we're just like Mm -hmm. at a place of being like you know people yes we exist it's a marvel you know why are we here no one knows but also fuck you i'm a (laughs) capitalism (laughs) it's like what (laughs) it's so crazy i like watched a video of like i think it was in texas it was police like evicting people from their homes and i was like even if that's like the law, even if you're supposed to do that, if I were a cop, I couldn't. I would be like, I can't just evict people during a pandemic from their homes. And I'm like, why doesn't the government care about people having homes and like money? $1,200 is nothing. It's crazy. Yes. To think <laughs> that like you would literally displace a person, potentially like ruin their lives and like put them on a rope to like potential like death and harm for yeah. money. Just being like, you didn't pay this, what, $600 rent. Let's ruin your life. I'm just like, ah, I just, money just like, I get it. And growing up poor and then like suddenly getting a job and be like, oh, this is the most money I ever made in, in, in my life. And being like, oh, my connection to money is just like not there. Cause like, I just didn't have it for so long. I just mm-hmm. don't see how this is comparable to like people. It's just like not there for me. And when people easily do it, I'm like, how though? Like, how? <laughs> Like, money is made up. Like, the government can literally just go make more. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Like, that's, like, the craziest thing. And people are like, no, but inflation happened. I'm like, well, what do you think when they put more money in circulation? What do you think that's happening? Like, it's just they're literally just printing more money. And I'm just like, if we can print more money, I don't know. I have, like, this whole thing. Like, I asked Twitter. Nobody actually got back to me on this. I was like, how is it legal that, like... Jeff Bezos and uh, Bill Gates and all these people can be billionaires, but then the people working for them work below the poverty line. I was like, why isn't it? Why isn't there a law that like after cost the like surplus that they make as a company? How come a percentage of that doesn't have to go back to the employees so that like everyone is getting you know rising at the same time? You know, like. Working in an Amazon warehouse should be a lucrative job because Amazon is a lucrative company. It it makes no sense that only the owner is the one that's like benefiting from truly thousands of thousands of workers. It's it makes like it. That's a thought that I can't think about often because that's one of those things that like make me go into like a dark hole of being like, this is such an easy thing. There's not even that many billionaires. Like if you (laughs) like there's this is such an easy problem to fix. And they're like, we're not going to do it for these like 14 people (laughs) yeah it's fucking wild because like you have your board of directors and you're like cfos blah 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 like literally just like promoting your friends to these made-up names so they can get like a piece of the pie but i'm like somebody who's like working at mcdonald's should make a living 
it's people are like, oh, well, they wanted to make money. They should have gotten a better job. Oh, I'm sorry. The fact that you get your food 10 minutes after you order it is a skill. That's that shit's hard. I couldn't work in fast food. It's I think it's hard. And I just it's so wild to me that they're like, no, you'll get seven dollars an hour, ten dollars an hour, whatever. And you'll have to deal with it. And you'll have to get a bunch of other jobs. It's so and then I saw this other post. I was like, we should all have hobbies. And I was like, oh, yeah, people don't have hobbies anymore because they're like working all the time because that's how you stay in a house. It's I feel legit like maybe I'm a socialist. I don't know. But like things feel crazy. I think I am. too. Like I'm always thinking about like the power of humanity and just being like the power comes from like the person because even yes, I used to work in fast food. And because of the way that I think, this is a very dark thought, but I was like, uh, so when I worked, I worked at a potbelly sandwich shop in Chicago. And then I got promoted to work in the corporate office because they wanted to hire like a cool person from within the company, like a younger Mm -hmm. hip person to do interior design for some of the restaurants. So I saw like both of the sides and be like, oh, I have a corporate office and then I'm also making sandwiches. And I just kept thinking like, oh, these corporate people, they don't interact with people. Like they have so much power. And then I would go down to the sandwich shop and be like, I could kill all these people. If right now I wanted to poison this mayo, who would have the most power? Like who interacts with the most people who literally could make the biggest impact right now? And I and that was just like the thought that I had been like, if we wanted to, we could ruin this business right now. Mm -hmm. And I just always have those thoughts of being like, how dare you think that you have power? And then like when I'm interacting with like authority, I've always had a problem with it because growing up in Chicago, a very segregated place, authority was always Mm -hmm. usually white and truly terrible. So when I'm entering these spaces and like with work and like bosses and like hierarchies, I'm like, sure, you have a position, but that is only relevant to me in business affairs. This Mm -hmm. does not give you any right to treat me any worse because at the end of the day, if this job was gone, I could beat your ass. So then so like never forget <laughs> that like at the end of the day, I will fight you. <laughs> and I just like keep that in, in, in like the back of my head of being like, all right, power, whatever. But also as humans, we all have power to beat somebody's ass. So mm-hmm. it's funny to me that companies, I mean, the shittiest thing about it is like we like they got rid of unions. Unions helped people get like living wages and whatnot. But like if people want it, like if everyone who ever worked at like an Amazon warehouse or a McDonald's, if they just went, no, none of us are going to work, they would lose so much money that day. And if people continue to not go to work, like that would make a change. But then it's like, well, if you don't work, somebody else will do it. And the thing, the shittiest part is the person who would do it. But it's not shitty that they would do it. It's shitty that they're like, oh, I have to do it. If you're going to give me a job, like, I have to, I'm not in a position to say no to it. It's so wild to me that, like, you know, during the pandemic, they're like, we have to go back to normal. And I'm like, no, y'all just need to keep making your money. Yeah, like, normal never worked. And that's why I think it's so hard to see people not see it. And I get it because I'm like, yes, growing up, there was, you can't see outside of your circumstances if your circumstances are, like, that dire. Like, if... No one's thinking like, oh, if we all stop working, we can topple down this person. They're like, how do I survive today? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's because like they're living in these situations that were that was the purpose. Like it's all just like the government being being like, okay, we know human nature. If you give a bunch of people something and give a bunch of people nothing, those people with nothing, you can make them do what you want because you Mm -hmm. created a situation where they are dying to get out of it. And that's just like what it is. And to see that and see people kind of 
embody that on like an individual level and don't see the big picture is so disheartening for me because i'm like it's not your fault you don't see the big picture that is the point that is the plan you're mm-hmm. not supposed to see the big picture and now that some of us have been like allowed to like move up you're like the first time i got into like a writer's room and i was like oh this is a, this is meant to be this way like i'm meant to be the only black person like this is not an accident and this mm-hmm. is all bullshit and it just made me so sad because I was like, based on what I had to do to get here, the people that I grew up with are will never get here. There's just no mm-hmm. way for them to get here because it is made to bar them out. And particularly writing, one of the easiest jobs I've ever done in my life. A writer's room is so minimal work. You get paid so much to do so little. And I'm just like, what a fucking scam. They have yeah. told so many people that they cannot do, that this is impossible for them to reach. And I'm just like, and I'm working with some people that are like, fine <laughs> just like, even like my fucking cousin can make some fucking jokes like this is not a hard job mm-hmm. and it just like makes me sad to be like damn these systems really work in a way that's so insidious and also like the thing about writers rooms is that people don't understand the systemic racism inherently in a writers room is you're the only black person by design because the network gives the the show budget to hire a person of color it's called a diversity hire and then your diversity hire you usually write or hire someone at a staff member level so then you're a staff staff writer and then then you're like a story editor executive story editor once you're past like executive story editor the diversity hire doesn't really cover that because then you've become too expensive. You've priced yourself out of being a diversity hire. So then when you go to get another job, they've already hired their, you know, uh, higher ups, their co-EPs, their EPs or whatever. So then they don't have money for the black person. So then they just get another diversity hire. So then you have all these mid-level black writers who can't fucking get jobs because they've already been knocked out. But then you have a white dude who's like, oh, they went diverse this year, so I'm not gonna get a writing job. And I'm like, you're not getting a writing job because you weren't good enough. The reason why the black person got the job is because they didn't cost them money and they hired their room of white people and they did their due diligence by getting that one black person. It bothers me so much when people say I didn't get this because they went ethnic. Yeah, it's like, buddy, we're not even in the same pool. Like, this is not like you don't know how this works. Like, This is not just like it's not that like diverse. It's it makes me so mad when someone's like diversity's in i'm like in what nigga like how in what how <laughs> yeah how? where point it out because <laughs> i'm yes, still like- <laughs> yelling every day like nigga where the niggas at <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild because when i staffed my show rest in peace i was asking for mid-level black writers and i was told that was a unicorn and i was like what and then i you know learned later that they're not a unicorn, they just maybe don't keep representation because they don't work, because it's hard to get work at that level when you're a person of color. And I then I was also told that like the person I wanted to showrun was not like, and I love my showrunner very, very much, and I'm very happy with who I, I had, uh, but I was told that this black woman that I wanted didn't have enough experience. And then I was like, well, how do you get the experience if not showrunning? Somebody has to give them the job before they're qualified for the job. That's how any fucking job works. When you get a promotion, you haven't done the job yet. Mm-hmm. And something that like I've learned to fight against is this idea of like precedent. As like a queer black man, 
I already come into a space being like, if these rules were created with not me in mind, I ain't got to follow them. Like, you know, these systems were made for straight white men. My gay black ass is not coming in here listening to none of this. You can't tell me about no path. I'm going to ask you for what I think I deserve and the work that I'm giving you. And then we just going to go from there because like Mm -hmm. we not doing this. And if we do, I'm going to quit. Like, I don't like (laughs) like I'm going to be real. Like uh, my family, like my just the way that I'm raised, you cannot, and I don't know like how how this happened, but just with my growth as a person, like money just ain't it for me, and you're not gonna mistreat me for some money, and I'm not just gonna be quiet about it either, like, and that's like there's a lot of fear, and because like we said, I think about death all the time, I'm like nigga, I only fear death. You're not gonna convince me that like a straight white man who like what did improv, I'm supposed to fear you? What what? <laughs> Cause you gonna fire me, like nigga? I've been I've been unemployed before. Like, ain't nobody scared of this. But what you're not gonna do is like be mean to me. Like, it's so simple to just be like, hey, that made me uncomfortable. Can you not do that? And just that idea, like, I've been in so many environments where people are just afraid to do that. It's just being like, mm-hmm. hey, that was weird. Can we not say that? And because it's so natural to me of being like, oh well, they did a thing. It's okay for me to mm-hmm. just be like, hey, don't do that. And to see, to know that like having that energy in spaces is things being difficult blew my mind because I was like, wait, what? But I don't want him to be mean to me. How would he know if I don't tell him? And then mm-hmm. they're like, we, we don't do that. You're like, but why? Then he's just going to be keep being mean. <laughs> it is funny sometimes where the person who's like, I didn't like this is the one who gets in trouble because they're like, your tone, the way you said it, you know, we didn't want. And it's like, OK, well, I didn't like what happened. So how are they supposed to fucking know unless... I'm, I'm gonna tell them that's 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 point blank that's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tell them like you know dreams aren't dreams when people are shitty you know i'm like and this is just information how would we know how to conduct this environment if we're not like we're the test subjects i'm assuming mm-hmm. like you're the boss we're the workers how would you know how you're leading if we don't tell you like this is great or this is bad like you want us to say when things are good so we should also be like this is great also this is not so great because this doesn't but like make work that's feel just good. life like you know when they like starbucks send you that survey they don't give a shit they're not improving anything exactly like, they, people are no no higher-ups actually care about what the people under them, how they're actually doing. They just care about productivity. When productivity stops and they go, wait, what's going on? Yes, I had a moment that really was funny to me based on like, there's these situations where I like am talking and then I'm looking at myself on the outside being like, oh, you said that? Oh, this is who we are? Okay, I guess that's who we are. (laughs) And there was a moment where I was talking to an exec at a network and they were like trying to convince me to say at a job that I, that I didn't want to. And they were like, but your voice, your voice, your voice. And then they were like, okay, so like you can do this job and this job will help you get this job. And then like eventually you'll be a showrunner, have your own shows. Like we get it. This is hard, but like there's benefits. Then I was like, okay, that could happen. Or it could get so bad that I kill myself. And then they, <laughs> and then they paused. And then we were just like sitting in silence. And then they were like, do you want to kill yourself? And I was like, Mm. no. But the fact that you think that the full spectrum shouldn't be explored is problematic. And the fact that you're selling Mm -hmm. me only half of it is bullshit. Like, let's not do that. (laughs) Let's not. Mm -hmm. Because, like, this is actually, like, pretty detrimental to, like, me as a person. And to you, and for you not to acknowledge that, I'm not here for it. So, like, even Mm -hmm. though I'm not going to kill myself, I needed to tell you that so that you can know that, like, niggas be out here killing themselves. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) 
funny that they only gave you like the positives. I think like you people should be let out of contracts if they don't want to be there. Like it should be one conversation. Are you sure? Yes. All right. Bye. Like, don't tell me because then you're just like placating me and you're trying to make me feel like I'm actually there for a purpose when it's like, oh, I've already been there and there is nothing for me there. So that's why I'm trying to move on. Yes. Like, I don't. People who don't want to stay somewhere, they're not like being inconvenient. Like, I, you think I don't want my life to be convenient? Like, if I'm deciding <laughs> to leave something, it's because it's not working. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and why would you want someone to stay there if the environment is not conducive to creating like well, the best because work? Because then they're going to have to go find another black person to replace you with. And guess what? That's work for them. I'm just like, girl, you don't pay me enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I like that you bring up like you don't pay me enough because for me, there is a number for me to tolerate bullshit. I agree. There is a number for me to go. uh, I won't say another word. But for the most part, you're never going to get to that number. So I'm so sorry. You're going to have to listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, like uh, there's two options and you don't have the budget for the second one. So yeah, you you truly don't. (laughs) And if I'm such an asset that you're like saying, just make the environment good. Like, don't mm-hmm. try to sell me on, like, all the ways that, like, I'm good and then not create the environment to foster those things. Mm-hmm. That's just not how it works, baby. <laughs> no. But, Dwayne, we've come to the end. Is there anything you want to promote? Uh, just, like, people being good to each other. But nothing, like, personally. Um I'm going to promote something for you. My episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine in this past season was written by Dwayne. So if you watch that episode, guess who gets residuals? Me and Dwayne. (laughs) That was a fun time. Like, I, that was a very special moment for me because I specifically was like, hey, Dan, all the black people in this episode, you got to let me write this episode. (laughs) Like, let me use these black people. Let me use these black people, please. And then he was like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> like thank you. I was so happy that you wrote that episode, and then I was like so happy that you like got to be on set. We had words. I said some things to you. I hope you listened. Actually, I think you did. Like you said a lot of things that we talked about that day. Um, and then like it was just really it was special. I love when black people get to do shit because it is so rare that there is a black writer on set. There's so it's so rare that like there's another black person in this scene with me. Uh, <laughs> and I was and like, we yeah. were like also on a private jet. Like it was fucking fun. It was very it was a very special. And like that was the first episode of TV I ever wrote. So it was very special to me. And you have a very special place in my heart that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a treat. Well, I it was a funny episode. And uh Everyone, everyone was like, the script is so good. And I thought the script was really good. And it was fun. And Dwayne, you're wonderful. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Uh, Real quick. Would you date me? Absolutely. Oh, what a treat. Thank you. I would also date you specifically because I think you'd be very chill. And you would just, like, I'd be spitting out. And you'd be like, hey. (laughs) Hey, girl. Just stop. (laughs) It's fine. We ain't got to be this way. (laughs) <laughs> we ain't gotta be this way girl yeah. come on well if you like this episode of why won't you date me you can like it you can subscribe you can rate it five stars if you send me something nasty hitting on me i will read it out loud this person said i am finally drunk enough to tell you that even though i live stupidly far away from you i would love to turn you upside down spread those legs like a piano and tickle them ivories uh, until they played beethoven's fourth symphony i will say 
does she think I have teeth in my pussy? I don't have, <laughs> I don't have ivories in there. <laughs> that, that was my first thought too. Been like, what is that? Wasn't her vagina? <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't found any ivories or anything white in there. It's just brown and pink, like a Hershey kiss dipped in strawberry cream. Ew! The way your face changed means you hated it. <laughs> A Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. This is your last chance to enter the Ohio Lottery's Fun Turns 50 promotion. Score $3,500 and two tickets to the epic party at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, where you could win part of another $400,000 in cash prizes. Enter the new 50th anniversary scratch-off or $50 worth of eligible non-winning $5 or $10 scratch-offs and My Lotto Rewards through the Ohio Lottery app. Hurry up. The last entry deadline is May 13th. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly.